0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this.
1: Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at Kizik.com slash socks.
2: I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? Fight. Fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend. And I dedicated this fight, I wasn't going to fight, I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal of Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one could stop me. Linz is a conqueror, no, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody's ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey. there's no one like me. I'm from the there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah
0: hello and welcome to another episode of ringside fracas i'm your host naeem and today i've got jide and dapo joining us how are you guys
1: doing well thank you doing well how are you i'm doing great
0: good yeah it's been a slow weekend for boxing Not, there was nothing really on it was just the what the matchroom next gen show doesn't really nothing to look at and then America, nothing was really going on just mma stuff so but Next week we've got a lot to look forward to, so I really want to pack, get this stuff in because there's a lot to look forward to, and it's a fight that has had a lot of background to it, where we've got Usik, Alexander Usik defending his WBO, uh, WBA, and IBF heavyweight titles against Daniel Dubois in Poland, I think it is. um So it's going to be a good time for us because it's going to be, I think it's going to be a um, like 10, 10 p.m. something like that. It won't be like a late night fight, but so it'll be an decent...
1: hour uh, ahead of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. It'll be prime time UK so we, we'll be fine with watching it and um, but it's it's a fight that I kind of kind of highlights where the heavyweight division is at the moment, doesn't it because um, at the start of the year we kind of went in thinking Usyk and Fury were gonna get on and we're gonna get the undisputed fight and that all fell apart. Um, we also then thought we were gonna get AJ Wilder I'm, I'm gonna go to that and that looks like it's not going to happen as well. But we we've, we've now have to contend with this where Usy, we, we have to see Usyk defend against the WBA regular champion, if you consider that champion, Daniel Dubois, um, in what I think is might, might be a premature fight for Dubois. But we'll, uh, let me get your thoughts on it first, uh, Dapo. What do you think about the fight as a whole?
1: Um, I think the fight is going to be very, very reminiscent of Usyk versus Joyce. Um, but the only difference in this fight is that Dubois will get stopped, probably around 10 to 12, 7 to 9. Those rounds, later rounds. Um, I agree. I think my issue is with the whole like Dubois taking this fight prematurely. Is I think Dubois is the ceiling, and I don't know if many people agree with me, but I don't know how much more, how much better he can get from from here. He's already taken a a, a pretty devastating loss, and he hasn't looked that great since that loss. Um, he's. I'm sure he he was dropped a few times in his last fight, or am I wrong?
0: Yeah, yeah, three times. But well, he got yeah. dropped. It was because so they were saying is because he blew out his knee due to one of the punches, and he he kept going uh, down. He kept taking the knee basically because his ACL.
1: But yeah, if it was kind of like injuries, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it's not. And yeah, I just feel like the boys is, is where he is currently right now as a fighter. He 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 is tailor made for a Usyk. Um, yeah, I see Usyk picking him off and then toying with him and then probably stopping him in later rounds. Uh, and I, I think Dubois' gas tank is suspect. I'm not sure about his gas tank yet, um, especially in that Joyce fight. And and we all know Usyk is like a 15, 18-round fighter. So, yeah. I, and another thing as well is I agree with you. Like, this is the choice of spread the with your division is right now. Usyk fighting Dubois and Fury's fighting Ghani Ghana. in the mud. So, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. Um, Jireh, what do you think about the fight itself?
3: Um, the fight, I think the fight is fine. Um, it's a mandatory, so can't complain it is what it is. Um, I think Usyk's just going to box his head off, really. Um, yes. I do feel like Dubois has a chance if he lands something on Usyk, but I, it's just, can he land something on Usyk? I just don't think he can. Like, let's say Dubois had the heart of a Joe Joyce where he's just willing to just get hit and just come forward and throw, then, yeah, I'll, I'll give world actually a good chance because I do think he hits very hard. Mm. And the way he's built very, very stocky and very thick, like, he he can definitely put sort of, the The same sort of pressure, because Usyk's 36 years old. I know, listen, look at you smiling. You, you look so childish. But <laughs> Usyk, Usyk is 36 years old. So it doesn't have the feet and probably won't have the stamina of, let's say, two years ago, even one year ago. It's just going to keep deteriorating, in my opinion. So it would have had more of a chance, but Dubois is not that type of fire. They call AJ robotic when Dubois exists. If you're going to call on robotic, which is Daniel Dubois, he is stiff as nails. Like The guy just is so statuesque, is so slow and so pondering i just i don't see nothing but you sick ud
0: yeah and i agree with that it's like when, when we look at dubois going into this fight I, like there's not a single fight where you're going to go where you look at dubois and you're like oh that's where he showed he's a world beer there's not a performance he's put in where you think yeah he, he he may have world champion potential that's why i kind of said it was premature but then i do agree with dapo he's not going to get any better and if he does step up to world level like even top five top ten level there's a very big chance that i think he loses and i agree with your point that he does have to catch him but he's shown vulnerability himself like he's shown the, he's shown that he can quit when stuff gets when the fight gets tough. um in his last fight i was watching it before the we, we started recording just re- refresh against Lorena. it was weird he went down three times now whether or not because he got caught on the tempo and then it caused him to lose his acl whatever but him going down the other two times was because he actually took the knee himself like he he wanted out of that fight and it and i think he was with mcguigan at the time mcguigan had to convince him in the corner like keep going you you can get him because Lorena wasn't there he's a cruiserweight by the way lorena he's not some heavyweight he, he, he was a heavyweight for a couple of fights but he's a he's a career cruiserweight he's not good as well and the fact that you lorena had to step off the gas to let dubois back in especially before this Yusik fight kind of shows you like Dubois might not all be there and all the factors are going against him he's coming off an ACL injury we've seen in football we've seen in so many cases where it's not always that you come back perfect especially um it takes a long time to come back from it um he's also changed trainers he's got Don Charles which a lot of people are saying good I, I just think when you go into a fight like this you don't want to change trainers it's the same thing we said for you know AJ where you went in with Robert Garcia you you because you don't know how you're going to work in in that setting. You need a couple of fights to figure that out, your relationship. Um, And then on top of that, he hasn't fought anyone. He's only fought Joe Joyce, that's world level, and he lost that fight. And again, he quit in that fight when it got tough. And my biggest question about Dubois in this fight will be when it gets tough, when the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th rounds, when they all start coming and he realises He's down by like however many points, and he just keep getting peppered. He can't close the distance. He can't land any of his punches. He's always, like, always behind in the fight. Is he gonna switch on and be like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna keep chasing this until I get him," or is he just gonna lay back, maybe let the fight escape him? Or when it gets tough, he's just gonna um, quit. So that's the big thing about this fight: is if Usyk can stop him, that'll be big because Dub- Dubois is a pretty big, heavy, solid heavyweight. So. He- that will i think give us a kind of um to the fans or uh, like look i can stop these heavyweights as well i'm not just boxing but i can also stop them i think that's what Usyk kind of needs especially going in to a fury fight which we hope will happen soon at some point but in uh, and i agree that the man it's a mandatory i don't have no problems with it it just shows the 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 point that this division is kind of lacking in the big fights and it's the glamour division it, you know it doesn't matter if spence Crawford are fighting and or tank garcia fighting it matters those fights matter but the biggest fights that will always get the most global attention not the most pay-per-views all the time but in this case i think it will um will be the heavyweights obviously because they're the biggest guys that everyone knows and the fact that none of them are getting those big fights on i think kind of shows that this division is kind of slowing down i think hopefully next week we can kind of see it pick back up but it's it's been kind of a, sh- a crappy 12 months for the uh heavyweight division. I mean we we just gotta see what what's next because like the fact that Derek Chisora was Fury's last fight. Imagine that Derek Chisora, the guy that fought Gerald Washington and we you know how we've been slain and that's Fury's latest opponent right now that he's fought. Just shows how bad the division really is man. And I hope this fight kicks off. I hope this you know that we don't get a ball fest, that we get you know a proper heavyweight scrap. But I I, I personally don't think the division is
3: shit. I just think because we haven't got the fights at the highest level, we haven't seen what we want to see. That's it's, what I mean.
1: That's oh not, yeah,
3: yeah. That's thing yeah, to
1: me. right?
3: Yeah. So um, I can't lie to you. I want. I would love it if Ingunn knocks out Fury. It never gonna <laughs> happen. I would absolutely love it. Like I hate when people cheat the game and succeed from cheating the game. It's it's sickening. So it's so like, it's the like that, that Fury bombnikar Gareth A Davis going out saying ah. Oh, <laughs> um, Fury Fury beats Usyk because that is the reason why he's allowed to duck him. Man. That guy, they need to take him off the payroll. is, a, is sickening. He's not a journalist. He looks like a 70s porn star. He needs to stop <laughs> boxing. He makes me sick. Fury should be fighting Usyk right now. I hate this idea of trying to age these guys. out. I know people say heavyweights age different. It's not the same. It is the same when a guy is relying on his feet. We all know Usyk relies on his his ability to get in and out, create angles with his feet. It's the same way as Loma; They both rely heavily on the athleticism of their feet. And that goes with age. It's just what it is. I wish Usyk was 32 years old. If Usyk was 32 years old, I wouldn't even mind. I'd be like, yeah, Fury, do the nonsense you're doing. But he's 36. He's going to have to stand there with Fury at times when they do fight. And the longer Fury drags his fight out, more chance of him being successful when he's leaning on, on Usyk. And I can see the play. Fury's not an idiot. He's watched, he's studied people like Floyd Mayweather to know when the quote unquote right time to take certain fights. And he's doing he's trying to do that to Usyk right now. So I would love it if someone starches him out. Like the beauty of the heavyweight division is anyone can beat anyone. So while he's he's ducking and doing all this nonsense, if someone can just starch him and just Put him on his bum so people stop talking and calling him the greatest heavyweight or one of the best heavyweights ever. I'd
0: just, I'd absolutely love it. When anyway, my rant's done. Yeah, no. Um, the thing, the funny thing about Fury is, if Dubois wins this fight against Usyk, you'll see he'll fight he Engano. U- December, he'll be like December. Let's get the undisputed yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, facts. Like, yeah. That, That's the funniest thing. Like Frank won really relying on um, Dubois to win, but I don't even like Frank believes in him. But at the same time, it's like he kind of there's there's that thing where i'm just i know i need to be in a big event so i'm putting dubois in there but he's not that confident but uh, a lot of people said you know dubois when he's inspiring he's like one of the hardest fighters that they fight so i wonder what the difference is when he's inspiring and he's one of the hardest heavyweights you could fight and then when he comes out and he fights the actual fights that he doesn't look like the world be or the killer that they that they hyped him up to be or the um people say inspiring that he turns out to be. So I wonder why that is, right?
3: Like I I hope this isn't bad, but I feel like he's got autism, like mild autism in a in a fact where again not in a bad way. I'm just saying it in a fact where like <laughs> the was face is killing me. No, I'm saying it in a way like he's he's very it's like he needs to be focused on doing certain things. He needs to just do and when he's sparring, I feel like that's his zone. But then when he's Performing and he has to fight in front of people, I feel like the social anxiety kicks in, and it doesn't it doesn't translate the sparring into the
1: and sparring is sparring, man.
3: I think I, that's what I think it is obviously again. This, I'm not trying to be like be bad man or nothing like that. I'm just saying I feel like he has severe social anxiety, and because yeah. of that, he can't perform in front of people. Uh, here here <laughs> <laughs> say, so you need to go
0: into. You know what, Daniel? That's that's Jide's words. It's Jide, not us.
1: No, there's Jide. something going on there. To be fair,
0: something. There's a disconnect. Something's off. I agree with that because I think it's it's is especially because he he likes to quit. And uh, again, I'm not I'm not gonna act like I'm tougher than him. So when I say he quits, I'm I'm saying it in the. In terms of boxing and the elite level, where when it gets tough, we've seen him mentally kind of unravel. I think again it's going to happen with Usyk, where he's just going to unravel, and for some reason mentally, it just, like you said, it just doesn't click for him in there. And, and then when he it's getting tough,
1: he's he recovering from, hmm? he from that loss. No, no. Dang, so there, you, there you go, boy. And and as as tough as it sounds, when a fighter sees you
0: take a knee and quit, other fighters they know they can get to you mentally. They know when it gets tough, you're going to quit. I'm going to be in there still, but you're going to quit when it happens. I said the same I thing with uh, that, yeah, Ryan remember, Garcia.
1: Yeah, I remember when people said that AJ quit versus Ruiz and everyone was like, oh, he's never going to be the same again because when you quit, like you have that on your back now because you're going to try and convince yourself you're not a quitter and then when you're faced with that thing again, it's like you're reliving that situation again and again and again and again. I didn't think AJ quit in that fight, in it, but boy quit. Like, he actually quit. So, I don't know if you'll ever like actually like recover from that.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think AJ quit because he, he went down four times and each time he got straight back up to fight. So, you, you can't say, you know, he quit. It was just he was incoherent. The guy didn't know what was in front of him when the ref was looking at him and telling him, oh, and he couldn't respond to the, and he didn't know how to respond to the instructions. But yeah, that,
1: that, the whole quitting BJS debate. Quit. Hmm? He quit. BJS quit. That's a quit. <laughs> yeah. What, he quit. Look, I wouldn't. When we're saying they quit,
0: we would probably do the same thing if our, I I'll got quit. yeah, 100%, I'll quit, I'll quit. yeah, yeah. But the difference is, we're not fighters, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's why I'm trying to make the distinction. A lot of people, you know, when you go online and you try to have these discussions yeah, about okay. them, oh, no, oh you quit in the same you do the same thing, you would even last, but yeah, but it's not about me, I'm not the fighter. Like, the truth <laughs> is, what happens is he's quit, and every other fighter is going to look at him and say he's quit, and I know I can take him there. So, and him
1: as a fighter himself, who we'll has to live with that for the rest of yeah. his career.
0: Yeah, and that and Usyk is like Usyk is also plays it mentally as well. He knows how far he can stretch someone, how pause, how far he can push someone to the Big. limit. Big pause. Um so with Dubois, he knows that you got peppered by that jab by Joyce, and Joyce is slow. I'm gonna pepper you so hard, but pause. Um that when we get to the eight and nine round, both your eyes are gonna be like this. So it's good if, if Dubois pulls this off. I think it, it's a bigger upset than Ruiz AJ. For me, it'll be a bigger upset than Ruiz AJ because at least Ruiz fought Joe Parker, who's a world champion. Daniel Dubois really hasn't fought anyone on that level yet, and this is a really big step up from who we, from from uh, Kevin Lorena and Trevor Bryan.
1: It's it's an upset. But Dubois is a big guy, man. Pause. He's big, <laughs> and he hits hard.
0: What, why did you say it twice? We got it the first time. <laughs>
1: Bless. He hits hard, man. He's got a chance. Like Jude said, he's got a chance, but the chance is very slim. That's that's the thing. Time. I don't think he's got that one punch power because there's not a single performance. Again, if you look at his
0: catalogue, where he's at that one punch performance knockout against a guy who's had a tough chin. Like there's not really been that he's a he can throw combinations here again, but again, they're a bit slow and like Jide said, robotic. But he hasn't got that wilder esque power where it just breaks through the guard and absolutely puts you down. Like it's good power. But again, I, I wonder if AJ probably has more power. I feel like his power is
3: comparable to AJ. Um, People that have sparred him said he hits harder than AJ. It's probably the hardest hit in heavy. I feel like he's got that Triple G power. You know how Triple G's power is like bludgeoning? Like, it will, yeah. If he lands on you consistently, it will break you down. But then a Canelo power is like lights out, like it can hit you one time and you're gone. Or like you said, Wilder hits you one time and boom, just you're gone. I feel like... He doesn't have that type of power. For his weight class, that is obviously his comparable. Because yes. I think Wilder is probably the hardest hitting guy I've ever seen in my life. So, But, yeah, I, I just think this fight, I just hope Yusek gets out, gets through without too much damage so he can get ready for Hergovic. Because I promise you, Fury is not fighting this man till he does, goes through all his mandatory. So he needs to go through um, Dubois. Then he needs to go through Hergovic. Then he's going to go through the winner of Zhang Joyce then is going to fight him. And that's probably not going happen in, like, years.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
3: It's not about, what can we do? Fine. He has people backing, he has bum-nickers like Gareth A. Davis in the media and Simon Jordan right sucking
0: his dick. Okay.
3: That's
1: crazy. But also,
0: we've got the WBC not doing the job. Look what recently they did with yeah. uh, Wilder and Ruiz. They said um, they're cancelling that fight. They ordered it, they cancelled it now, and that in November, when they have their convention in Uzbekistan, then they're going to decide what the new mandatory ruling for Tyson Fury is. So when that happens, the most likely thing that they'll probably do is they'll order another fight between two fighters for the mandatory. So yeah. that takes another six, seven months to happen. Yeah. Fury can do whatever he wants in that time. That's the problem. The problem is, the main problem is the WBC ain't doing their job in any weight class. In light heavyweight, they're not doing their job. At heavyweight, they're not doing their job. And at middleweight, they're not doing their job with you know Jamal Charlo, uh, Jamal Charlo. Um and that's why we're we're getting these inconsistencies in fight in fights, and we're not getting the fights we want. Undisputed Fight Talk says, I don't know if you can avoid that fight for three mandatories. There's nothing out there unless AJ beats Wilder.
3: But that's but that's what's gonna probably if if AJ beats Wilder, like I expect he, he will, and I hope that fight happens because I'm not liking the talk about uh it might break down and um, Eddie Hearn talking about offers. Like, let's not do that now. Get the yeah. fight on. like that's annoying me. But yeah, if AJ beats Wilder, that's Fury. Fury wants that fight because it's going to make him a lot, way more money. I just want AJ to stand on business and say, no, I am not going to fight you until you've had your undisputed fight. I just don't believe he will do that because, again, they're all prize fighters. They're all trying to make bread. So I need that undisputed fight to happen because I know for a fact Usyk beats Fury. Like, people are so gassed on the Wilder performances that they've forgotten how smaller fighters, cruiserweights with quick feet have handled Fury. Fury has struggled against guys with quick feet. He even said his hardest fight was Steve Cunningham at the time. So it just, it needs to happen. And if, as I say, if Wilder beats AJ, we do not want a Fury Wilder for, God forbid, man. I don't want to see that again. But again, Fury would entertain that because it's money It's e- and it's an easy fight for him. Fury is all about low risk, high reward and what makes my legacy look good. Before he beat Wilder, he was calling him the biggest bum. He ain't fought nobody. After he beat Wilder, second best heavyweight of all time. The guy hits like a mule hardest punching heavyweight ever because he wants to make his wins look good. He beat Derek Chisora. I said, oh, he was ranked in the top 15. When the WBC done him a favour, he was outside of top 10 or top 15, sorry. But Frank Corral went and said, oh, we need to make this fight happen. They, they slapped Derek Chisora in the top 15. That's how sickening Tyson Fury and the WBC are. I need this guy to get absolutely starched. And I know, I know it. Like, I know Fury, um, Usyk beats him. It's so obvious. Like, I've, the guy understands what he's doing. He knows why he doesn't want to take that fight right now. If he was confident, he would have taken that fight.
0: But anyway. Yeah. Um, Undisputed also says, If Wilder beats AJ, though, do we want Fury versus Wilder for absolutely not i think i prefer wilder versus Usyk if he he beats aj i think that would be much better fight to see i've seen
1: that film three times we don't want to see it again Well, to be fair let's say
0: fury becomes undisputed and carries on fighting if wilder does beat everyone else then we have to see the number four because there's no one else in line if that makes sense if he earns his way back to the top then fair enough the problem that i saw was he kind of needed one fight and then they'd give him another title fight. That was the issue that it's ha- that was happening.
1: This AJ and Wilder fight, yeah. If Wilder doesn't land that right hand, he's, he's finished. He's actually finished.
0: But so, he's landed it most of his fights. That's the problem. Yeah, man. In yeah, man. most of his no,
3: no, fights. Wilder will, will land on AJ. I'm just saying it. like. But the reason why I feel like AJ wins is not every time Wilder lands his right hand, he puts you away. I feel like there's levels to it. If you let Wilder step into his right hand, you're going to sleep. That's just, there's no two ways about it. But if he lands his right hand when he's being forced backwards, it might still put you to sleep, but there's also a chance it might not put you to sleep. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's like, you can, you, can, it's, you can absorb that a bit better. While I feel like AJ, with intelligent pressure, two-handed power combinations can beat up Wilder even worse than Fury beat up Wilder. Like Fury beat up Wilder by leaning on him. Because Fury's got really slow hands. So Fury was smart, stayed in, collapsed the pocket, bullied him, just pushed him against the like used his long arms, pushed him against the ropes, like throw his, his weak tap-tap jabs, then he can load up with his uppercuts, his right hands. I feel like AJ don't need to if he puts intelligent pressure on him, puts Wilder against the ropes and then unload like a bit of the old AJ, just Combination like three or four combos on Wilder periodically, it will break him down, and it will stop him. Like I'm so confident, if AJ fights the fight, I think he should. He he should, and he will fight. He beats Wilder. I'm so confident on that. So like, but anyway.
0: Undisputed says, I don't know if with public pressure he will avoid Usyk for the whole of 2024. He's running out soft touches. Surely you can't fight. Um, white chisora and Ghanu, and then have another walk over next year that so he's saying that he has to fight a big fight, and that's has to be using i think it depends on how the situation unfolds i also think next week's fight will determine a, a lot whether or not that fury fight happens soon or not if if Usik wins but he comes to taking a couple, a bit of damage in that fight where he's looked a bit vulnerable you'll see Fury take that percent because that damage tells him that Fu- um, Usyk's slowing down because everyone knows I think everyone can agree Usyk at his best should be able to outbox um Daniel Dubois and beat him up and not really look vulnerable but if he does then I think Usyk, uh, then I think fury will will be more more take uh, a tricky
1: and I've said this before he's looked vulnerable before and then it's not not the case he's fighting guys that' like beat in a minute like, I don't know pause mm-hmm.
0: Um so let, let me let me let's go through our predictions. Let's end you know our preview of this with our predictions for Usyk and Dubois. I'm gonna to come to you first. Jay. what do you think? What's your prediction? Usyk, U D. UD, yeah.
1: Dapo? Usyk, 10 to 12.
0: Yeah, see, I'm 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 torn between whether or not he can stop him or not. It just it just really depends on Dubois and his resistance and his ability to wanting to stay there. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna say, Usik. 10 to 12 as well. I'm going to go with that. I think I think he's going to get him late on. He's going to put him out. I don't know.
1: And, and 10 of 12 because Dubois ball quick. That's the difference maker here. Because he's quick. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's not like he's, we don't expect him to put him over, like on his arse or put him down, but more like just too much for him to handle, basically. Yeah. So keeping on the same topic of the heavyweights, in recent weeks, and we, we, we've touched this just a bit, but let's just get into it a bit more. Obviously, after AJ Hellenius, before the fight, they were all like, you know, after this one, you know, it was AJ White too, and then we're going to get AJ Wilder in December or January. And then obviously when they said Hellenius is good, they were like, oh, there's is a good you know, comparison, and then we can all move straight into AJ Wilder. Now in the next, what, seven days that's happened since, there's been a shift in the tone where now Eddie Hearn's been going, well, we'll try to, you know, if it doesn't happen, it's because we didn't get the money we want. And he's been putting, in the way he's been talking, he's been putting the pressure more on the Saudis and not on himself. And I said last week, I was like, if he starts to do that, you can tell that the fight's kind of in doubt and that it might not happen. I said on the pod last week that I don't think the fight will happen in January. I think that we've had these inklings of, yeah, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and now it's going to fall apart. what if if this fight falls apart, for both fighters, what does that mean? It's...
3: the, the What I find funny is After the Helena's performance, you have a lot of the AJ critics and so-called well-wishers saying AJ shouldn't fight Wilder. They should duck Wilder. They were basically opening saying, duck Wilder, go fight another soft touch so you get your quote-unquote whatever confidence back or what what nonsense they're talking about. And I know for a fact, if the fight doesn't happen, they're going to come and say, see, AJ's ducking Wilder. If this fight doesn't happen, it's going to be on AJ and Eddie Hearn. No one's going to blame Wilder because in people's minds, they've made up their minds that Wilder beats AJ. Public perception is Wilder stops AJ easily. Wilder hasn't fought in two years and he fought one round. But they believe in their hearts that Wilder stops AJ. So because of that, Eddie Hearn and AJ have to get this fight through. AJ took a pay cut to fight Hellenius. If that's what he has to do to fight Wilder... Again, I'm not saying... Again, I'm not him. I don't know what the pay cut will be. Maybe from 50 million to 25 million. I don't know. I can't say a man should not take 25 million extra. I don't know what the, what the business side of it is. But if the pay cut is not egregious, I will take that fight. Because while everyone's saying oh, they, like, they missed the old AJ or whatnot, this new version of AJ has way better footwork. He sets up his punches a lot better. His issue is knowing when to pull the trigger and being aggressive. Like, he's a way better boxer now than he was before. So this is why I'm just saying, like, if if he gets it right, he's destroying Wilder. AJ himself has to believe that he destroys Wilder. He's talked a good game that he destroys Wilder. Now he should be pressuring Eddie. Yo, listen, Eddie, make sure you get me that fight for January. If the Saudis don't want to do it in January, if they want to do it in February, they don't... As long as they've committed to that fight, it doesn't matter when it happens. As long as you get both guys to sign to do that fight, they should let it happen. Do you understand? So don't let it, don't do this, Eddie. Eddie I feel like when the fight ended, Eddie Hearn was going, was trying to put the pressure on the Wilder team to sign a contract. But then now he's now talking about the Saudis. He's like, bro, you, you always talked a good game about how you've had a great relationship with Saudis and Skills Challenge and all these guys. Don't now come back and start talking about how things can fall apart. I don't want to hear that. So they need to make that fight happen.
1: Yeah,
0: Undisputed says uh, he smokes Helenius on the back foot and that's how you fight him. But unfortunately, AJ isn't fighting like the pressure fighter we loved. He's standing at mid-range. It's super sliding, it's wilder. And he also noted what you said. He was getting peppered off the old Helenius. He doesn't personally see this better boxer.
3: He wasn't getting peppered. Like, Helenius is not shit. People forget Helenius has a good boxing pedigree, so he himself can time you. But, yeah, I, what I would say is the issue AJ had with Helenius was letting his right hand go, like setting up his right hand properly. without He was he was basically cautious about Helenius landing something big on him. But, again, we're talking about he was getting pet. Bro, Wilder was getting beat up by Spilker, a cruiserweight, after Spilker for 11 rounds, and then Wilder landed something in the 11th round. Wilder was getting punched up by Gerald Washington with no power. Then he landed something big one in the six or seven round. Ninety percent of Wilder fights, he gets outboxed. So please don't. If like Wilder stopping Hellenius in one round was just because Helenius has a shit chin and he landed the right hand that we all know he can land. If that fight went a couple rounds, I could put a house on it. Wilder will be getting outboxed. Wilder doesn't win fights. He just um win boxing rounds. He just wins fights. So. Using uh, Hellenius was outboxing AJ. Not outboxing, was was landing his jabs against AJ as to why Wilder would... It's, it don't work that way. It took Wilder seven rounds or nine rounds to get rid of Eric Molina. AJ did it in three rounds. I'm not here to now tell you uh, because AJ done that. He's going to... No, just look at how they both fight. If you believe AJ being in the mid-range is, a, is dangerous to Wilder, which I do agree, and that's why you probably stop AJ. Fair enough. But you can't use Hellenius... Landing jabs on AJ as to why Wild, like, because Wilder and Hillen is don't have like Wilder's the most limited boxer I've ever seen in my life. Like he's so awful. She's got a great jab, great one two, and very good quick feet. That's it. Like Wild, I promise you, when this fight happens, yeah, I'm taking bets. I'm there's so many people that are gonna owe me money. But anyway, that's
0: been done. He also says I don't like Hearns' rhetoric. That's up to Saudi now. He, it's like he's removing himself from the fight knowing he's falling through. That's what Eddie Hearn does a lot, isn't it? When the fights doesn't pour out, you'll see he uses the language, turning in such a way where, well, it's not my fault it didn't happen. It's kind of up to them. It's kind of annoying to see that, especially when we want to see AJ in a big, big fight now, you know, you've got to push and make that fight. You're the promoter. You need to make sure that that fight also happens as well. It's on you as well. And it's just, boxing sometimes just gets long to follow because like you want these fights but then all these lot come out doing these interviews and then you see that the fight's not happening just what are your thoughts on it um dapo if, if this fight doesn't um come through
1: ha! well i see apple now it needs to happen man this fight needs to happen like right? at this point as well where did these men go like where does Baldo go? Where does AJ go? Like they, they need each other more now than ever, I feel like. because Baldo's how does Waldo 37, 38? He's not getting any younger. He's got like a couple a couple fights left in his career, honestly. Like I'm surprised he hasn't even like started to entertain retiring. You know, um, and obviously I don't know what the plan is with two five eight and AJ. But I know they want another run at the world titles, at the belts. This is how they get it. You know, you don't you don't get it by fighting Helleniuses and, and whites. You get it by beating the Wilders. So, yeah, I'm not enjoying Eddie Hearn's language now. He needs, to, he needs to do everything he can to get that fight to happen, man. So does AJ, and so does Wilder. Like, forget the stuff that, that I need to touch. Like, no, nah, just just go and fight. Just go and fight. there's, there's no belts on the line. There's no belts in the land, and if you lose, like you just you just go again. There's there's no belts. This is not your last. This is not your last hurrah. This is not your. This is it. Do you know what I'm saying? It might be for Wilder, but I'm saying from age's perspective, this is this is this should be like the win that kind of gets the gravy train going again. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't remember who said. That. I think it was either Lewis or maybe C. But boxing is like one win can change everything. You know what I'm saying? One win can change the trajectory of the of your career because everyone now is saying AJ is a bomb. He's um, what do you call it? He's he's washed now. Blah blah blah. Like this one win can change the narrative so bad. I'm so mad. So, yeah, they need to get this fight going, man. They need to get this fight going.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just I I remember November we kind of me and Sam's did a pod where we just depressed by all the fights falling through, and then same. Hey, just get the fights done because that's what we need. Um Russ, uh, it, 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 there's nothing for us to look forward to if we don't get the big fights that we want we kind of how, f- how much can you carry the interest with us if we're not getting the big payoffs stay weighed in says i can't lie this is like the final season of aj's career and i need these final episodes to be at least a win for aj yeah i mean if, if he gets a win over wilder you'll see the public perception on in change and people start to Back the train, and you'll see that he starts to get his ratings a bit more. So he needs he needs this fight as well. Like, you, you can't go without t- taking this fight. And the amount of talk that these men have been doing for the last couple of months, where, like, you know, wild as next, wild as next, or wild in December, wild in Saudi Arabia. you got to get it done now. He says, uh, can't be looking at the last scene AJ career, like season 8 of Game of Friends. Yeah, got to end it well. Like, can't do any of those Daenerys Targaryen rubbish. You got, you got, get wilder out and then you know if he does get wild out the prospect of a few fight becomes even that more salivating we want to then see that so i just hope they get the fight done man because sometimes I, I i'm happy with boxing and then I, i'm just like done with boxing sticking on the topic of heavyweights though so we can actually move on to something that's a bit more positive jared anderson i know he's been the topic last month of quite not controversy but divided opinion over his win over uh Charles Martin he's fighting again next week quick turnaround against Rudenko, who I'd say is a you know is a is a downgrade on the Charles Martin opponent but it's good to see a young fighter like Jared Anderson getting out there again he had a performance where he won clearly won but he had to go through um he had to go through a couple short big shots and he had to go through some tough tests and he wants to get back out there again and improve and I, and I think He's one that a lot of people need to keep their eye on. And that card is actually quite good because um loads of heavyweights on it. There's you've got Bachode Jalolov, he's a uh Olympic gold medalist in 2020, uh heavyweight. Uh <clears throat> everyone's touting him to be a, a next big thing. Um you've also got FA Jagba on that card. Uh, yeah, so you've got a lot of their um their big heavyweights fighting on that card so but Jared Anderson himself let's let's get into Jared Anderson um Dapper what what did you take away from his last performance against Charles Martin what do you think here next week he's got to do
1: yeah versus Charles that was that was definitely a test um it's probably the fight that's probably raised the most questions about him because I think up to that point um everyone can Labeled him as like the, the, the next guy, the up-and-coming now, the real baby, the real, baby the, the real big baby, you know. Um, but I still think he's an exciting, he's exciting heavyweight. I'm looking forward to him fighting the um, next weekend. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, I think he has a lot of potential. And I want to see him now. I, I definitely want to see him with these other names, mixed up with these other names. Um, and I want him to usher in the next wave of heavyweights as well. Um, one thing though, I wanted to mention is um, the quick turnaround, right? Uh, he's quite active, he's an active fighter, which is really good. Um, obviously, like you said, it's at the same level as Charles Martin, but for that quick turnaround, I can't complain. Can't complain, he's staying active, he's staying busy. So, yeah, man, that's up to him.
0: Yeah, he's very active. This is this, will, it's, it's August, and this will be his third fight this year already and he's fought George Arias, and then now he's uh, fought Charles Martin, now Rodenko. And I just said, remember, Martin had um, Luis Ortiz on the brink. I like Big Baby. He's young, so we don't need to really move him that fast. Yeah, I think the main thing with him is building the the experience. And also, you've got the profile of Martin. Now you go back down to Rodenko, fight him. He's not the same similar profile, but fight him, get a win, get a bit more confident, work on what you need to work on, and then go into another big fight with the same similar profile to Martin so for example an FA Jagba uh, Robert Helenius, uh, Gerald Washington someone that they hit hard but they're big but they also like if um, uh, Jared puts on them he can put them over I think matchmaking is going to be key for him as as he's going making his way to the top but he's with top rank and they're one of the best um, you know matchmaking for their prospects they know how to take a prospect from prospect level to world-class and given the experience and the, the fights he needs to get there. Jude, what are your thoughts on Jared Anderson as a whole? Like I said on the pod when we I think it was on the
3: pod, I don't know if it was when we, we discussed his performance or maybe it might have be been in the group chat, but yeah he was just getting hit with the same combination like the, the combo that dropped him was the same combo that hurt him in the last round it's like he just didn't learn, he didn't do the adjustments he should have and I know he was going through stuff um, before the fight. Maybe it had something to do with it. But I think he needed that. I feel, I feel like that's what, he needed that sort of fight. And I like the quick turnaround. I feel like the last fighter we had go through like three or four fights a year before he got it to world championship level was AJ. I remember when AJ was coming up, he was fighting like three or four times in like, a year. I don't know why these new guys don't want to do that. It's like everyone's content to just fight twice a year now, regardless what level they are. If you're contender or prospect, I need you to be fighting regularly. And clearly, they've seen that there's stuff to iron out with the Charles Martin performance, so they put him in very, very early, like quickly. And I like that quick turnaround. I have I have my stocks in Jared Anderson in the next crop of heavyweights. I have a lot of my my stocks in him because I feel like there isn't that as of yet anyways, that Tyson Fury or that Deontay Wilder or that Anthony Joshua level of heavyweight that can capture the imagination in not just having the skill but having the charisma and everything around them. But I feel like the closest to that is Jared Anderson because he's definitely got a lot of the skill. So, yeah, I, I, I want him to do well. I hope he does well. And when this current generation moves into the sunset, I, I believe he will be the the next dominant heavyweight all for a, a small period of time anyways
0: yeah i've said now i think i think even now despite that um fight against martin i think he still beats daniel dubois i think if you put him him and daniel dubois in right now Jared will win that fight he's he's got great athleticism good boxing knowledge good shot selections and um his footwork is very good especially for a heavyweight um and yeah go, getting out there again i hope I hope because FA Jagba's on the undercard, he's fighting Jan Kosobutzki. If FA gets through that, set up um, <clears throat> Jared Anderson versus FA because they'll both be at similar stages in their career where they kind of want to push into that world level stage. FA tried to, but obviously you know he got he got stopped. Uh, he got beaten up by Frank Sanchez, but he's that same similar profile to Martin, big heavy puncher, six foot six. If do, if Anderson's shown different that he's changed from that Martin fight and he's improved that's the perfect for me that will be the perfect guy to take on next after this fight obviously he has to get through this fight next weekend but yeah I'm I'm excited to see what's there for him and the Martin fight for me a lot of people said oh well look because I remember Lewis in the group Joe was like well this guy's rubbish you know even Charles Martin you know you went decision with Charles Martin Charles Martin hurt him I, I was like well it depends every fight is different just because you know AJ knocked Charles Martin out doesn't mean that Anderson can't get to the level of world champion he's just like you said, Jody, he needs that test, and it's good to see a fighter get hit and manage to survive. Like you know, when Haney fought Linares, and Linares caught him hard in that ninth round, and he was winning comfortably up until then. But what showed me there was he can take a hard shot, and he knows how to survive. He knows how to compose himself and get through the rest of the rounds. And that's going to be that's a key question to be answered. It's better to be answered now than it is to be at the higher level when you've got harder punches and much better finishes at that level. So it's going to be interesting to see with. Jared Anderson, where he can go. And on that card, if, if you are staying up, obviously, it's an American card, so I don't expect you to stay up. If you tune into it, also tune into Jalolov, because the reason... I know some of you might not know who he is, but the reason, I'll go through his amateur record. He's a two-time world champion in the amateurs when he went to the um, world championships. He's a 2020 gold medalist in Tokyo, and he's already 12-0 with 12 knockouts in pro. I mean uh Jalolov is one guy you've got to keep your eye on because he, in in the amateurs he's faced tough tough guys he um he beat fraser clark he stopped um richard torres so he's beaten the guys that are coming through now so it, Jalolov's one that i'll, I'll surprise top rank match to get him and the, they did is good because they'll match him up good and i think he's only like what yeah he's only 29 so He's 29, 12, and 0. He's going to have a couple of fights and then bang, he goes straight into world level. And he can definitely, you know, um, he's got the right build for heavyweight. He's six foot seven. So he's not like Jared Anderson. Jared Anderson's kind of smaller, isn't it? Jalos is big. He can punch, but he's also got the experience of a, a seasoned amateur and he's got 12 fights already pro. So watch out for Jalos because he might be another world champion heavyweight on our hands here. So that's going to be a good card to see. and, Big up top rank. These lot have got like talent in depth like that. Um, but yeah, good fight. Good fight. Good couple heavyweight fights to see next week, and hopefully you know we get some bangers so we can review, got a good review. Let's go into the boxing news. The thing that's kind of cap- cap, uh, captured the world of boxing in the last couple of days. Alicia Baumgartner failed her test. We uh, in a po- I think it was a pre-fight or post-fight. I can't remember. Um, drugs test. And uh, the whole world's kind of losing its mind because obviously Dylan White, you know, with Matchroom, uh, you know, tested positive. And now, obviously, Alicia Baumgartner and then you had, obviously, the Conor Ben situation. What is that? What, what, what do you guys think of the whole situation with Alicia Baumgartner and Matchroom, you know, testing positive? Uh, come to you first, uh, Jude.
3: First thing I'll say is people are fucking idiots. People are stupid. And the ones I'm saying are idiots are the people that come around saying Eddie Hearn is like Al Capone. And he's purposely getting guys positive so he doesn't sign them or some bullshit like that. Like, be for fucking real. I'm not saying that contaminated testing might not ever
1: happen. Uh, be for real is killing me, bro. You're zesty, bro. They need to, it what you're
3: doing, man. These lot need to be for real, man. It's pissing me off. I'm not saying people like contaminated testing doesn't ever happen, but you have to understand, there has to be... what's the What's the motive? And the motive has to be lucrative enough for Eddie Hearn <laughs> a matchroom to risk reputational damage because when you're out here um getting tested get getting tested ruined and, and ruining blood samples and stuff there's a lot of people you're implicating you're implicating the drug testing agency you're implicating the managers you're implicating matchroom you're, you're implicating so many people. How much bread does Eddie Hearn have to give all these people to so make them say, yeah yeah, yeah, let's let's move like the like the Russian doping agency and and you know let let let's 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 fuck contaminate these tests like come on man, like I said, I'm gonna say it again, be for fucking real, man, but yeah, so Alicia, my queen, like I loved her, but she let the she let the streets down man, she let the streets down again, I feel like all these guys all these guys are juicing, all these guys and girls are juicing like 90% of them, let me not say all, 90% of them are juicing, they're using very good masking agents and all of that. But unfortunately, some of them flop. What Matchroom has done, which is the reason why they're catching these guys, is they're using two different um, testing agencies. But then if you look at the labs that both um, Drug Free and Vada use, they use the same testing lab. So I remember Victor Conte coming out chatting shit because he's pissed that He's got another agency rivaling VADA as a as a testing agency. They use similar labs, bro. Like, on, unless you're out here saying that the labs you use are also dodgy. So, but the point I'm trying to make is what I like is if the more you test guys, the more likely you're gonna catch them. The reason why people can skate one or two VADA test or UCAD or USADA or whatever these guys are, is these lot don't have Ps. No one has money to be. Chasing these guys around and testing them, and because of that, you can work around a cycle, a, a juicing cycle, masking cycle that can fool a lot of tests. But if you're using two different testing agencies, you can come on, who can pull up on you whenever. So one can pull up on you on a Monday, the next one pulls up on you on a Wednesday, and you try to do it on a Tuesday because you know uh, the Monday guy already gone. So you might, do you know what I'm saying? It's harder for you to get around these these tests, and that's why these guys are getting caught. What boxing needs is it needs independent drug testing, like proper independent. And when I mean, it, but the problem is these tests ain't cheap; they're expensive. I wish there was an independent boxing body who uses two or three boxing um, doping agencies. And any high-profile fight back to back, they like you have to use these. Like these guys are gonna come onto you because what this is proving it's not that matchroom guys are dirty; it's that. Matchroom are catching a lot of guys. So now a lot of dopers, if you're a doper, you, you probably don't want to sign with Matchroom because you're going to think, fuck, they're going to catch me. You, you might want to sign with Frank Warren because they don't really, what, they use UCAD. Who's UCAD caught? UCAD can't catch a freaking, a, a ball in, <laughs> in an open plane. Like they can't do nothing. UCAD does not, if you can tell me the last time UCAD caught someone, yeah, what, Dylan White in 2020 or whenever, like they don't, they're crap. USADA are crap. Vada are good or decent. They are catching off people and drug free. They're used by reputable agencies like the NBA, the NFL. It's fine. Like we need more testing because if we test more, we're gonna catch more guys. And that's just what it is. In terms of Alicia, I can't lie. Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by her in it. Like everyone gets caught. My favorite boxer of all time, Roy Jones Jr.
1: Got- nah, yo,
3: nasty. He yo, crazy guy. Hey Roy Jones is my he's my personal goat. He got caught out um, as a drug cheat. I still love him. So I'm gonna stick by her, man. Alicia <laughs> team, team, team Bombardner,
0: we're out of here, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um the, I think the worst thing is the drug free have they test for less things than Vada do. So the fact that they caught her for they caught off um what she tested positive for makes it even worse looking on her case because they don't have the same standards as Vardada so it, it just it just doesn't look great and for Matrium I mean what in the last year bro they have had howler when it comes to these um, drug tests what do you what, what are your takes with matrim, uh Dampo what do you think with Matrium the whole thing the situation looking I think
1: there's two ways to look at it like you can look at it as like Matrium are finished and they have all these dirty fires etc., cetera et cetera but you can look at it as how JIDA proposed, and which is they're tightening their, you know, um, drug policies and they're using more testing. And that's why they're catching more people. And if more people will take that approach, they probably will catch more. If, if other promotional companies will take that same approach, they probably will catch more fighters as well. Because remember, like, known <clears throat> uh, more known dirty fighters fighting other companies, like, People like Tyson Fury and stuff don't fight for match room, but they're not getting caught. why you think Tyson Fury should stop taking drugs? Come on, man. Like Gideon said, be fucking for real. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's I just I, I look at it as they've they've tightened up. And whether that's good or bad for business, they've done it, right? Um, and yeah, I don't know what that actually looks like in terms of future prospects and future fighters signing up because, like you said, Naeem, fighters might be like, I don't want to sign match room now um, because a lot of the fighters are getting caught taking drugs so i don't know what exactly what that spells up for match room but i think in general it doesn't look great because your fighters are being popped for drugs um but i feel like most boxing fans know most of these athletes are using something so it's just they're just getting caught they're just getting caught so i, I don't know what that looks like but i don't think i don't think it's a good thing
0: the funniest thing that came out of this whole saga was um, Jessica McCaskill going on the oh, boxing. Wow, yeah. she's such she, a says, she she says okay, the conspiracy theory that um you know like, what did they said? Well, the reason she had one fight left, she was gonna the uh, she she wasn't gonna renew her contract, so they gave her a positive test. Okay, cool. If you said that, fair enough. You're gonna get sued, whatever. The worst thing is, she's got a fight soon in a new unification bout on a matrim card against a matrim fighter. They're your employers now. How the hell do you think, yeah, let me just go on this and just say what I say. It was just so stupid to come out with that and then... She's finished. The she's finished. She
3: knows what she's doing because now if she loses, which she probably will, she'll be like, well, you see, it's because I came out against Eddie Hearn. It's, <laughs> that's the way it is, man. She, she, she's an idiot. She's a, and the thing I hate what people do is they'll come and say crazy shit, get threatened to be sued, and they walk it back. I can't lie. If I say something crazy about you, I'm not walking it back if I have proof. But that's the thing. You don't have proof. You're just chatting shit. And Are
1: now... You be... Say something about proof. That's so... it.
3: You're chatting shit. So because you don't have proof and you're chatting shit... If I was Eddie Hunt, I'd still sue her. I, I can't lie. I'd still sue yeah. her. I'll do a front and I'll definitely... Bro, I'll take her to the cleaners. The money that she was meant to make on that show, I'm taking it. I'm taking it back. I'm suing her. I'll be paid because you have to... The thing about... The problem... Eddie is... is open is like a poison chalice where because he's let himself be so accessible he's also allowed him to be people to just be so disrespectful like people don't chat crazy about Frank Warren like they chat about Eddie because Frank will sue you. Frank was known as su- anyone who talked anything minute crazy about Frank Warren, you're getting sued. You are getting sued and because of that people always watch what they say to Frank. People don't say crazy shit about Al Heyman because he's never on camera but again if you say something def- defamatory about that side of the street, they'll see. You. But because Eddie's always trying to be like chummy, which has helped him um, become the one of the biggest promoters, if not the biggest promoter in the world, because he has the biggest profile. And it's allowed people to just say anything, like they're talking to their boys. You need to understand you're running a business. If people run certain narratives about you, it can affect your bottom line. And this drug narrative can definitely affect your bottom line. You need to, set, you need to make examples out of people. And if I was him, I'll make an example out
1: of her.
0: I'll sue her. I, I, I just couldn't believe what I heard when I've tuned in the video. I was like, what wow. Especially the fact that you're contracted to fight on their show. Like, what the hell, man? It was, a, it was just, it was one of the, like, it's almost career suicide right there. Like, it, it was just so stupid to see that. But with the whole Alicia stuff, she's innocent. Free her. She's my guy. No, I'm joking. Um, I, I don't know. I just know that these situations, sure. why. Ben Baumgartner, they're going to take so long to sort, of sort out, especially like you look at Conor Ben on all this situation, he still hasn't sorted out yet, even though, the, even though Eddie Hearn's coming out saying he's been cleared when he actually hasn't. Um, but, like I just whatever it is, I hope it gets sorted out for like if you're a cheater, you know, you get banned, boom, that's it. If you didn't cheat and you actually have an actual reasoning for why it was in your system or whatever happened, and fair enough, I hope that gets sorted out too. But it's just long seeing this stuff because, especially. If it's on the big level, like you know, Dylan White and the Connor Ben for the UK level, bro, are people are going to look at oh, bro, boxing's full of drug cheats and all of that. If they keep seeing you know these big events getting cancelled because there's so many drug cheats in the sport, so these men need to fix up. And if you're cheating, fair enough, do it properly, bro. <laughs> Don't get caught, be smart. And if you do get caught, well, you're an idiot, aren't you? So, like, he uh, undisputed says, I think Connor's taken so long because he's avoided the board and tried the WBC. That the way he's Handled the situation at the start was so stupid. Trying to be like, well, they're trying to get me. I'm innocent. If you if you think I'm guilty, fuck all you, man. Like it was so stupid. Like it kind is is
3: all handling that was just horrible PR. Yeah. But the board are trying It's like, I don't know why. Like Eddie has a lot of enemies. I need to know what Eddie does behind the scenes. Like, I need to to speak to people behind the scenes in boxing the trilogy. The way people hate matchroom and matchroom affiliated fighters is crazy. When it was Tyson, when the National Doping Agency um, came down with the ruling for Tyson Fury and Huey Fury, you didn't see the board, um, UCAD and the board come out and say, oh, we're going to appeal it. Because they said, yes, he done this and we're going to give you a two year suspension. But because it's backdated, because we can't afford it and you sued like we have no money or whatever, they didn't come out and appeal it. They haven't appealed. They never appealed these decisions. They've never, ever, 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 ever appealed one. I can't remember one. But this time, they appealed it. Like, why? Again, I'm I'm here to say Connor Ben definitely cheated. I have 1,000%. I don't give a damn what he's got to say, bro. Like, eggs, I'm not hearing it. He definitely cheated, in my opinion. But, but, why are they on him? Like, they are on him. And the it they're going to appeal it because they don't want to give him, they don't want to sanction his fight. What's gonna happen is they're gonna appeal. It. Eddie's gonna be like fuck off, and then they're gonna go get a. Um, what's... They'll get they'll get licensed somewhere else. So he fight somewhere else. Then the board will say, "Ah, oh, or or the board's mouthpiece like Simon Jordan and Frank Cronin and them and be like, oh, see, see, yeah. he's, he's really guilty. He's he's fine. All that bullshit.' So that's what they're gonna do. Conor Ben should just carry on with his career. Fight. He needs to fight. It's almost like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Go fight somewhere else. Keep fighting. The appeal is going to fail. And when the appeal fails, go to the board and be like, you cunts, give me my license. I'm going to fight in the UK and there's nothing you can do about it. That's it. That's what it is.
0: I think he's going to fight um, Kel Brook. I think that that they're, they're looking to make that Kel Brook fight again, mm. which I don't want to see, but I guess it's... it's just, one of the- this is
3: what it is, man. They're just going to... Now in this period, UCAD and Fury came to an agreement. However, it was the NADP that came out with the ruling initially, but UCAD and the BBOC didn't. They they didn't want to fight that ruling because they had no money. So they came to an agreement and say, yeah, we're gonna backdate it for two years. The initially is the NADP. They'd done the exact same thing with Connor and said, bro, just forget it. I don't know why the NADP are even doing that. I feel like they're in on the they're in on the <laughs> the bloody conspiracy, cause bro, like. These guys are cheating in it, but they don't give a damn. But yeah, UCAD didn't appeal that. And and the reason why that one's even more egregious is because it was UCAD that caught Tyson Fury. This time it's Vada. I feel like UCAD are just angry. They didn't catch Connor Ben. They're just so pissed. And because they feel like oh, Vada he's gonna get away with it, they just wanna they just wanna nail him like so hard. They just want him pause. they want pause, yeah. They, they just want to nail his career. And if I was him, I'd be like, listen, I don't give a damn what you lot are saying, but
0: uh, and he said, "But the ruling will be a punishment for Fury for Connor. There's no punishment. That's why they appeal. Yeah, because they they haven't. But the the
3: punishment, quote unquote punishment for Fury, wasn't really a punishment because he didn't have to pay any fines. He didn't have to do any sit out for any period of time. They said it was a backdated two-year ban. What what does that mean? If they really wanted to punish him, they would have given him a, a two-year ban starting from when we've made the ruling. But they didn't. Four years." For oh, four mean. years, yeah, yeah, four years. But they didn't because politics. So with Connor, because they can't actually do anything to him, they just pissed. So they wanna, they wanna appeal it, so another judge can come out and say, you know what, the NADP's, the the evidence shown is bullshit. We believe the UCAD can drag this case on. But the point is, they're gonna drag the case, but it's not gonna go anywhere. It's just not gonna because what what can a judge if if Connor has got a perfectly. Valid excuse with eggs. If eggs can actually prove, if you can have contaminated eggs, he's won. There's like <clears throat> I don't know why they're forcing it. There's nothing they can do. He's won. If you can prove, because clearly you must have shown that the science has shown you can get contaminated eggs, then he's going to win. They just need to accept it, but they just can't.
0: It was a joke, but at least and rightfully so. So he's got that mark of drug cheat on his profile he's when when it comes to like you know when you fail a drug test or whatever even canelo but right? that that drug thing will always loom over their career even canelo however big he gets caleb plant boy up in their press conference people always bring it up like you know the guy was a drug cheat he failed a drug test and you know, he came out with the whole you know the contaminated meat in mexico but like once that happens in your career it's always going to follow you to the end of your career it's just some people can drown it out more than others, like Big Baby Miller, will never be able to drown it out. But Fury can drown it out because obviously he's got the connections and he's winning and all that. So, man, this whole drug business is uh, tough to follow and it's tough, to, tough to listen to because, like, it just
1: I for the drug test, like, there will be hell, bruv. <laughs> oh, would...
0: Let's pray it never happens. Like that yeah, that's, not... that's
1: the that's the last thing I got left. At least my boy don't cheat. That's the last thing I got left
3: if Aja gets caught matching is done man that's it business done folded yeah the i don't friends-
0: think we're favored with Connor because eggs more because of the vada yuka jurisdiction it's a strange one it's getting class from it yeah that's the truth it's it's getting it's getting boring um it's just like it like saw it out or don't it's just, the whole saga is getting long to follow and even Connor ben fans are kind of the casual fans because conor ben does appeal to the casuals they're kind of weaning off because like well he's not fighting what do they have to get interested they don't really care about this whole drug test so. big baby's worst epo is despicable yeah i mean if you take epo it's, it's the worst but what i was saying is like it's harder to get that mark off your of drug cheat off of your profile just regardless who you are as long as you have it you have it <laughs> all the food fanboys already call aj drug cheat it's food fanboys, but i remember one guy um he's on twitter he calls himself lineal fury that guy's the worst man. That guy is the worst man. I, I remember, it, like, he went to a Fury book signing wearing, you know, the hat that Fury wears when he's like, and the scarf and whatever. It was just, it looks so. The guy looks so weird. Man. But anyway, but I think I think we'll leave it there for today. I think we covered a lot. Um, yeah? yeah. Anything else to add? No, All right, cool. No. All right. So give us uh, five stars uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're listening on that. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe like comment all of that and share this wherever you um on your platforms and hopefully we'll see you in the next one peace peace out yeah yeah Lennox Lewis, Lennox,
2: i'm coming for you like, is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven for eight for this fight. i only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight i had to bury my best friend and i dedicated this fight i wasn't gonna fight i dedicated this fight to him I was gonna rip his heart out, I'm the best ever I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been There's no one could stop me, Lynch is a conqueror, no, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody ruthless I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey. there's no one like me, I'm from there, Claude. There's no one that can match me, my style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children, praise be to Allah